Hello and welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. I am your host, Doc. I hope you're having a great start to your day. We're going to kick this bad boy off. Let's get to it. Hall of Famer Whitey Ford from the New York Yankees, who spent his entire 16-year career on six World Series, 10-time All-Star, also known as the Chairman of the Board, died at the age of 91 this week. Rest in peace, Whitey. He's a legendary Yankee. It seems like everybody from that class of Yankees, Yogi, Mickey, Billy, they're all gone now. Uh, that's before my time. I only seen him in highlights. I only read his uh, stats, but I never got to see him play. I'm not that old. Thank you. We also lost this week Johnny Nash, who sung the song, I Can See Clearly Now the Rain Is Gone. He was 80 years old. Everybody knows that song. It's, it's a pretty famous song. We also lost Eddie Van Halen this week at the age of 65 after a battle with cancer. Uh, I remember Van Halen mostly from the 1984 album, which was a phenomenal album that came out. I guess it was at the height of their career. He's one of the greatest guitarists of all times. Eddie will be missed. I hope that he rests in peace. And we also lost Clark Middleton. Most of us, please forgive me, will know him as the little guy from the blacklist. He's a dude who messes with Red Reddington all the time. He will definitely be missed on this show. I don't know how you replace a character like that because he was quite a character on the show. And he passed away at the age of 63 from West Nile virus. So we're dealing with Hurricane Delta. And we got some bad rains here today due to the hurricane. But I hope that this hurricane doesn't cause great damage. I know that it came through Louisiana and Texas. And it did cause some damage. But hopefully it will be minimal that this will not be something that will be a major thing. So I, my best wishes, and I know that sounds so fraudulent and full of shit, because really what are best wishes? But it's not because I can physically do anything. I'm hoping that the government provides the care, the help, and the funds ASAP to the people who are suffering from Hurricane Delta. That's the wishes they need. They don't need lip service. They need actions. And when people hurt, they need actions. They'll need water. They'll need supplies. They'll need food. They'll need electricity. You know the story. And I'm, I don't have a lot of faith in our government. And that's why I named this show. What else do you need from the beast, Trump? And that fly with pink eye, Pence, after they have actually downplayed this pandemic to the point where it's almost like a joke to them, even though people are dying. And we have 213,000 dead here in the United States of America, 7.7 million cases. There are 37 million cases worldwide and 1.1 million dead. There is nothing funny about that. This is serious business, people. Uh, we have the winter Months coming in a lot of places where it's going to be colder and flu season will coincide with the pandemic. And sometimes people won't know if they have the common cold, the flu, pneumonia or COVID. 
So this is a serious deal and we don't have serious people handling this subject. Actually, Dr. Deborah Burke said that there's going to be an uptick in corona cases in the Northeast because a very different style of corona infection patterns have started showing up due to the weather change. So we have to be very careful. I want you to be out there. I want you to live your life. I want you to be able to do some of the things that you want to do. But please, wash those hands, cover up, social distance. This is not over. We are still in the fight. Don't count anybody else out in the fourth quarter when they still have the ball. Pandemic COVID has the ball. And it's time on the clock, people. Trump said in an interview Friday that he's now medication-free, but he wouldn't confirm one way or the other if he is still testing positive for COVID. I mean, so that makes no sense. The dude is saying, I'm not even taking my meds, but he won't let us know one way or another if he's even still has COVID. He admitted that a vaccine will not be even available before the elections. Well, the elections are around the corner, so we knew that that wasn't going to happen. Then he comes out and tells us this false, false report that this Regeneron is a cure. You know, he, he tweets that uh, misform and misleading information, which Twitter had to actually tag because it's not all right fool the general public, especially since there are a lot of fools in the general public who will listen and follow anything that this man says. And it doesn't make sense because I'm still questioning how this Dr. Sean Connolly, the White House physician, is okaying Trump to do a rally Saturday in Florida. Once again, he's letting a man who may be, and I'm quote unquote saying, may be still infected with COVID-19 once travel to be around security details, get aboard a plane and go around other people when he has not shown that he's responsible enough to mass up, that he's not responsible enough to not glad hand, shake and get in people's faces. So this doctor, shame on you, Dr. Sean Connolly, because you don't make sense giving him the thumbs up. You know, because we had Trump the other day, he was on Sean Hannity, and he coughed. You know, naturally, a human being can cough, and it might not be a big deal, but he has COVID, and he was still coughing. So we don't know his condition. And to have the United States president not clearly come out and tell the people, his constituents, what is the deal with what's going on with him makes no sense. But this is the way that they get down at 1600. You know, they had a memo circulate among FEMA that 34 people involved in the White House have been reported as being ill, including the White House Security Office Chief of Staff. You know, and that makes no sense. So now Cuomo has to impose strict new regulations on nine New York City neighborhoods and hotspots in the region in New York because the COVID cases are rising. And then the people are going buck wild because they are being told to do something and they don't want to do it. And I understand the frustration. I understand that we are 
all still frustrated. Who wants to feel trapped? Who wants to feel like they can't do what they want to do? Go to work, make money, spend money, have fun. But we have to be responsible, right? Then Trump, who has COVID, comes out and says, maybe I'm immune. I feel better than I did 20 years ago. This man is spitting directly in the face of those who died and suffered. He's telling people, don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate you. Okay, don't let anything dominate you. But there is a healthy amount of fear that you could have of anything. If you are a mountain climber, you don't climb mountains without safety ropes. That is not fear of climbing mountains. That is a healthy fear of not being prepared when you get on the mountain and something goes wrong. But this is what we're dealing with. Fauci, Dr. Fauci warned warned us that we're trivializing COVID-19, which I have to say I agree with him 100%. We have trivialized this to the point where people in power, people who get in front of cameras and microphones have downplayed this thing. And that's why I said, you know, the beast and that fly with pink eye have done nothing to actually tell the people, supposedly the people that follow them, the people that they love, they don't have to tell the people that they think are against them, but they can warn the people that they love, their followers, their backers, man, be careful, do the right thing, but they refuse to even do that. And that makes no sense. So the joint chief of staff, no, the chairman of the Joint Chief of Staffs, Mark Milkey, he is now in quarantine and other top Pentagon officials. Now, think about this. We have the chief of staff, the head of security, the president, the vice president didn't look well, the, the Trump speaker all in quarantine due to COVID-19. But yet and still, this is something that's trivial. Then Trump, you know, he went crazy this week. Maybe it was the cocktail that he was on, but he was saying outlandish things on Twitter as he normally does. And then he goes out there and he promises that all the troops will be home by Christmas. But then the national security advisor had to tell him and tell us that no, we're at least going to have 2,500 troops still there to early next year. So he's even given misinformation and hope to parents and families and children who think that they're going to be seeing their loved ones return by Christmas. And it's false hope. So Eric Trump had to do a deposition in New York. Well, he did it remotely about the Trump Organization financial dealings. Now, we have not heard a lot about that. And it's something that I'm sure interests a lot of people in America because the Trumps, when it comes to finances, we don't know what's going on. Are they on the take? Are they worth what they say they are? What's the deal? I would love to read the reports that come out. Of, and this was all the way on Monday that he participated in this remote deposition. But I'm sure at some point in time, they will have to release the transcripts. So something that we already know, the Department of Homeland Security warned us Tuesday that violent white supremacists 
was the most persistent and lethal threat in America. Not BLM, not Antifa, but violent white supremacist organizations were the most persistent and lethal threat in, in America. They act like they want some form of a civil war. Okay, and then to kind of co-sign it, Thursday, 13 men were arrested in Michigan for trying to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Now, think about this. Six of the men were arrested on federal charges. The other seven men were are going to face demerit terrorist attacks. But you have a sheriff of Barry County, Michigan, Darth Leaf, who says that these militiamen or alleged militiamen were actually just trying to do a legal citizen's arrest. This is a governor of a state where men wanted to kidnap, which we don't know what they would have done. Do we know if they would have held her for hostage, for pay? Would they have murdered her publicly like an ISIS type thing? I mean, and this goes back to Trump, free Michigan. And he doesn't take any responsibility for the words that he says that is like a seed being planted inside the mind of lunatics. But it makes you say, Homeland Security, you got this 100% right. The biggest threat to our country right now is white supremacy. And white supremacy starts from the White House on down. And that is the bottom line. So the same night that they do the vice president debates, Derek Chauvin gets released from the Minnesota Correctional Facility. He posted a million-dollar non-cash bail. Uh, it's timing, once again. I talked about this on the show before. We had Juneteenth with Tulsa rally. We had Emmett Till's decision on the same day as Breonna Taylor's decision. And now we have Derek Chauvin being released. When he didn't have the money to get himself out for the longest, now all of a sudden he's released on bail. And then to make it even worse, for his protection, for his protection, he is allowed to leave the state of Minnesota because it's a threat against him. What was, where was anybody for George Floyd's threat. And not just that, when you face a criminal charge, are you allowed to leave your state? Why is he getting special permission that you wouldn't be allowed to get? And I'm talking to anybody who's listening to me, white, black, Hispanic, or Asian. If you were accused of a crime and you had a court date, especially when a murder was involved, I'm guaranteeing you that your attorney general the AD is not allowing you to leave the state. And the only way you'll be allowed to leave the state is for a very brief period of time, maybe to bury, bury a loved one. So former First Lady Michelle Obama, she had to tear into uh, Trump's record in a new video. And I appreciate that. You know, she says that he's basically using the presidency to get his family rich free his friends from prison, cut taxes and regulations for rich people while the regular poor or working class folks, we have to pay the price. 
and then his off-the-scale racism. So thank you, Michelle Obama, because nobody is in power positions speak up. I think that former President Barack Obama has been way too quiet for too long about a lot of things that Trump has done. And he has a powerful, powerful, powerful voice in this country. And he needs to speak up about it as much as possible. Now, before I get to the vice presidential debates, I want to talk about one thing. There's a misnomer in this country, and it's a falsehood, and I hate it, that black women are this group of nothing but angry people. And that's bullshit, people. Black women are everything. They're happy, they're sad, they're joyous, they're mad, they're fat, they're skinny, they're ugly, they're pretty. They're beautiful, they're disgusting. They are everything in between that any other group of human beings can be. Are they neglected, misused, and abused? Yes, for the most part. But are they they also treated like queens? Yes. So there's no one pigeonhole that you can stick black women in. And if you look at a black woman and you automatically see an angry, angry human being, you're doing that person and yourself a disservice because you're not even giving them the chance to prove the content of their character. You are judging them directly on their sex and their skin and shame on you for doing such a thing. Black women, I love black women. I was born from a black woman. My grandmother's a black woman. I'm married to a black woman. I have no problem per se with black women who conduct themselves as women. Now we have black females. That's a whole nother story. But the black women I've come across in my life for the most part are beautiful people. And they don't walk around bitter and angry. And that's a stereotype. How would you like a stereotype on your group? If they ain't done nothing to you, then stop pigeonholing people. It's all right. So the commission of presidential debates officially announced yesterday that the debate between Trump and Biden will not take place. So there will be no second debate next Thursday in Miami because Trump has refused to participate virtually. Now, he refuses to participate virtually, which makes no sense, because I believe that he thinks that because they have the right to mute him, like you can mute somebody on Zoom, he does not want to be a part of something that he can't control, he can't interrupt when he wants to interrupt. And so that's that. We've got our debates. We have one presidential debate. We have one vice presidential debate. And now talking about that vice presidential debate, and I'm not going to speak on it long, but there are a few key things that I must talk about. First of all, it was conducted by Miss Susan Page, a USA Today journalist, and Mike Pence debated California Senator Kamala Harris. Uh, Pence interrupted Miss Harris 10 times. She interrupted him five times. He had the fly land on his head, and a normal human being would not have a fly land on their head and sit there for almost two minutes and not as much as shush it away. 
chew it away. Move your hand through your head and get it away. I mean, either he doesn't feel or he smells like shit and the fly just gravitated to him. He had a weird pink eye, which was disturbing to look at. Uh, I did appreciate Miss Harris told him that she doesn't and she won't tolerate his constant interruptions, which he did. And Miss Page, she could do only but so much. I wish she had a mute button. I, I, this was definitely one of those situations where they promise to do the right thing and they don't do it. I also want to say something about Pence. Pence had a chance to be a rock star that would have been remembered throughout history. If he would have stood up and said some of the things because of my core values, I do not abide by out of this man. And I'm going to take this time to tell you that no, that's him. This is me. But instead, Pence told the line lock, stock and barrel. And it was shameful. He was shameful. You know, he refused to answer questions about Trump on the white supremacy issue. He refused to answer questions about Trump about jobs. He refused to answer the question about the 50 appeal court appointments with no black appointees. He blew them all off. He went backwards. He spoke about other things. You know, wouldn't it be really nice to know who the president owes money to? Because the American people have a right to know what is influences of his decisions. He refused to answer that question. He just states that Trump has paid millions and millions and millions of dollars in taxes. And I don't think you talk to your friends about what you paid in taxes. It's not common everyday conversations. His, he refused to also answer anything to do with the vaccine and the transfer of power. He blew all of those things off. He blew them off. He backtracked. Every time a question was answered, he filibusted about the subject that just passed. He would pick one area of a question and go back to that. Fracking over and over and over again. And then using the tagline, American people, when the question was asked, what have you and what have Trump done? He would just go back and say the American people have done. We know what we've done. We know what we've had to deal with. But what have you done, Mr. Mike Pence? What has Donald J. Trump done? And those are questions that he refused to answer. So Daniel Cameron, that a Kentucky attorney general, he's back on Fox this week, which he has now found a permanent home on Fox where he can go defend himself against no one unopposed. And it's ridiculous. He goes there unopposed, nobody to question him. Everybody who's talking to him is going to agree with every word that comes out of his mouth. And he's a disgusting individual. I mean, he's a very disgusting individual to me. And Daniel Cameron will get what he deserves in this life or the next because karma's a bitch and she's going to come for you one day when you least suspect it, you're going to have to answer. And those who big you up today be the same people who are going to tear you down tomorrow. So I want to talk a little bit about Strange Talk with Doc. I've made some changes here. I am uh, actually 
been entered on five new sites over this last couple of days, which is a good thing for me. I also have opened up listener support. If you would like to support this show in any way, shape, or form by sending a little bit of money in or monthly, weekly, or, or something to help me cover costs, to get more advertisement, to get on bigger sites, please feel free to do so. It is not a requirement, and I'm letting you know that now. There is no requirement. I will always be free, but if I can put some money towards some other things, maybe to sound better, to get some better equipment, and especially for the advertisement, because I want us, I consider this a us deal. I want us to become a big podcast. I want my listeners to say, you know what, I was there with Strange Talk with Doc when he first started growing, and I stuck, and I really enjoy it. And I would also like to hear from you. I do have a website. Come to my website. Leave me a message. Shout me out. If you see my video or on YouTube or if you see my app and there's a box there where you can chime in, chime in. I would love to hear from you. Now, one thing that I'm not going to be doing is I'm not going to be taking any more phone calls unless I am giving ample heads up. And ample heads up is over 24 hours before airtime. I must know that a person's going to call in. I don't want any more blind calls. It has been making the show go on too long, and I like to keep it condensed. I like to keep it tight. And I like to keep it where it keeps flowing and you don't feel that you're being bogged down by me repeating things that I've already said. Now, I'm on the Office Season 6. Oh, actually, I finished Season 6. I'm on Office Season 7. And The Office is a crazy-ass show. I enjoy the show. I am marathon watching the show. And I also watched Family Guy this week. Family Guy is good as usual. I love that show. I know I'm an older guy. I'm still watching cartoons. I guess I'm an older guy still watching cartoons. Kill me. I watched the season end of The Walking Dead. Was it all right? Yes. Is The Walking Dead on its final legs? Yes, I think The Walking Dead has been on its final legs now for a couple of years. Uh, Maggie returning with her fancy hat that was too damn clean. Uh, These people in these mixture of a Star Wars meets American Knight type uh, uniforms with these guns. I, I guess that's something for us to think about going into next season, but, you know, I will stick with it. I believe they said that season 11, which will be the next season, whenever that comes, will be the very last season. Now, what I will do is I'm going to start watching season four of this show called Foghole. I never watched the first three seasons, but I'm going to jump into season four and hopefully just going into season four. It's like a standalone. Uh, I understand that Chris Rock is one of the major stars of season four, and I just want to see how he does. I haven't even watched episode one, but I got three of them sitting around on demand and I'll probably get to them. I'm a big fan of SNL and they had a musical guest for tonight named Morgan Wallen. And Morgan Wallen had to be dropped and Jack White came in to pick up the slack because Morgan Wallen could not contain himself from social distance. He has to go to a football game, do all this kissing, hugging and being up in other people's faces. So he blew up 
golden opportunity to perform in front of millions of people who might not have known him and would have learned. I mean, I'll sit through a country western guy because maybe the song is good, but now there's no need for me to even look him up because if I didn't see him perform live, it's not like something I'm looking for, and I'm sure a lot of other people feel that way. Now, I'm going to take a quick commercial break right here, and I will come right back. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Well, let me explain. It is free, people. They have creative tools that would allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, which will make your life a lot easier. And this way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other apps that play podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just go to the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm online to get started and you can thank me later. Thank you for holding through that commercial break. I appreciate you sticking with me and let's get right back to it. So Mr. Shaquille O'Neal has stated that he had never voted in his life. As far as I know, Shaq is about 47, 48 years old. And shame on you, Shaq. You could have got an absentee ballot. I know that normally during voting season, you're playing basketball back in the day. But there is no excuse. No excuse. And you at home, you listening to me, if you are in America, please vote. Your vote counts. You've heard me say this before. Do not let your vote be silenced. Do not let rain. Do not let uh, Trump tell you that one second uh, absentee counts and the next one it doesn't. If you can make it to the polls, which is the best case scenario, get to the polls. Go early if you can where you are. But vote. But you know what? You know what? I will appreciate one thing. Maybe Shaq has embarrassed himself and enough of his buddies who have never voted to say, you know what, I need to do it this time. Hopefully everybody's already registered and they will get to the polls and vote. So the Dodgers are going to be playing the Atlanta Braves in the National League Division Championship to see who goes to the World Series. And I'm not going to speak a lot about baseball because you'll see in a second I'm pretty heartbroken. I'm picking the Dodgers to win that series. And the Houston Astros are going to be playing the Tampa Bay Rays to see who's going to represent the American League in the World Series. And I'm going to pick the Tampa Bay Rays because I just don't like the Houston Astros. I believe they cheated to win a World Series. I believe they cheated my Yankees. And speaking about the Yankees, the Yankees have lost three games to two to the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Chapman, I could do without. Chapman is not Mo Rivera, that is for sure. Uh, the Yankee bats seem to always struggle against Tampa. Florida has been a thorn in our side this whole Major League Baseball season. Between the Marlins and the Rays, we seem to not be able to beat the state of Florida. And so now there's some things that need to be done to fix the Yankees. I really don't know what they are, but there's just too much talent on that team not to win a World Series at some point. And I'm hoping that at some point it's next year. I mean, I can dream, right? So the Los Angeles Lakers, they lost last night to the Heat. 
the Heat are hanging in there. So that series is now three to two, and they play Sunday at seven thirty up against football. We'll see how that goes. Uh, AD and Anthony Davis might have a slight uh, heel problem, and if the Heat can shoot well. He could actually push just the game seven. I thought when I spoke to you today that I would be telling you that the Los Angeles Lakers are the world champions, but that is not to be yet. Even though I thought they did a shitty move trying to put on the Kobe Black, the Mamba Colors, I thought you don't have to tie yourself into Kobe to be a Laker. You don't have to tie yourself into Kobe to win a championship. You can do this on your own. Everybody on that team, some of them might have breast shoulders with Kobe for a second, but I can't imagine everybody's friend, friend, friend with Kobe. He didn't come off as that type of guy because some of these dudes are clowns and I don't see him hanging with clowns. So the UFC is back in Fight Island again, people. Abu Dhabi, and they're going to have a card tonight. Marlon Moraes is fighting Corey Sandage and there's uh, maybe 10, 11 other fights. There's not a lot of big names on this card, but those are the cards that usually shine. I believe part of this card is going to be on ESPN Free, and part of it is going to be on ESPN Plus. So go out. If you're a big fan of the UFC, you do have UFC fights tonight. So the Houston Texans fired their coach and general manager, Bill O'Brien. This is a long time in coming as far as I'm concerned. Bill O'Brien has been a horrible general manager, and he's won some games as a coach. But when you get rid of guys like Hopkins, it makes no sense to me. And it doesn't seem like anybody on the Texans cried about him going. So good riddance to him. I never understood why he got the Bill Belichick treatment where he was given the job of general manager and head coach just because he fell off the Patriots tree doesn't mean that he is Bill Belichick Jr. So Thursday, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost to the Chicago Bears 2019. Chicago Bears are shocking 4-1. I don't imagine them really doing anything damage-wise going on. Not when you got Seattle and Green Bay and NFC. So I don't care if they win 10, 11, 12 games. It really makes no difference to me. I don't really think they're that good a team. So let's go through some Sunday games and we're getting out of here. The Panthers are going to play the Atlanta Falcons. I believe the Atlanta Falcons are desperate. I mean, they are so desperate. They must win this game. So I'm going to pick the Atlanta Falcons. The Las Vegas Raiders are playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the Raiders did have a player test positive for COVID, but it does not seem to interrupt anything going on here. And I just think that the Chiefs, even though this is a division rivalry game, have too much firepower for the Raiders. So I'm picking the Chiefs. The Rams are playing the Washington football team. Washington is benching Haskins this week, and the Rams, everything seems to be all right, even though they're not scoring a lot. I picked the Rams to beat Washington. I have no faith in the NFC East. The Jacksonville Jaguars are playing those Houston Texans. Now, the Houston Texans should have a lot of weight off their shoulders, but they are desperate for a win. I believe they are winless. I am picking the Houston Texans to get their first win of the season. The Arizona Cardinals are coming into New York to play the Jets. Now, the Jets stink. They're winless. 
the Cardinals have had two back-to-back bad weeks. I think that Kyler Murray and those boys straightened it out, and they beat the Jets. The Eagles are playing the Steelers. The Steelers had kind of off last week because of the COVID. So I think that the Eagles lose to the Steelers. I think the Steelers are just a better team. Carlton Wentz is not playing very well. And the Cincinnati Bengals, interdivision rival, are going in to play the Baltimore Ravens, who want to rebound from a loss last week. And I believe that the no, actually, the Ravens did win. They did win the game. But I expect the Ravens to also beat the Bengals. The Bengals got a rookie quarterback, Joe Barrow. I like him so far, but I just think the Ravens' running game and their offense and defense is much better than the Bengals. Now, the Miami Dolphins are going to be playing the San Francisco 49ers. Before I pick the game, I just want to tip my hat to the Dolphins. Florida has opened it up where the fans can be back in the stands. But the Dolphins organization has decided that 13,000 fans is going to be their ceiling for the rest of the season. And for them to turn down money to do what is right today, it should be applauded. And so if nobody else is going to applaud them, I'm going to applaud the Miami Dolphins for keeping that ceiling of only 13,000 fans so that the crowd can social distance and also enjoy the game and have home crowd advantage to some degree. I'm going to pick the Miami Dolphins to upset the San Francisco 49ers in San Fran. I just, you know what, unless Garofalo is coming back this week, which I don't think he is, I believe the Dolphins and Patrick will have enough to eke out a win. Now, the New York Giants are going to Dallas to play the Cowboys. The Cowboys are going to put up outlandish offensive numbers. That's almost a guarantee. I also believe that the Giants and Danny Jones are going to put up outlandish offensive numbers. He's going to throw for 350. Golden Tate's going to go crazy. Uh, But I think the Cowboys can eat this one out. They're going to win this game 31-24. But the numbers are going to be outlandish. The Colts are going to play the Cleveland Browns. Are the Cleveland Browns any good? They're 4-1. Are they fooling us? Are they good? The Colts' defense is good, people. I'm going with the Colts to slow down the Browns and bring them back to reality. Now, Sunday night, we got the Minnesota Vikings going to play the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks keep chugging along, and I like the way they look. I don't like the seesaw ride that Minnesota's on, so I'm going to stick with the Seattle Seahawks in this one. Now, a game has been moved to 5 p.m. Monday night, and that's the Denver Broncos are going to be playing the New England Patriots. Now, New England's Stephen Gilmore tested positive. We know that Cam had tested positive maybe a week or so ago, so they moved this game to 5 p.m. Monday, which is a a treat for us. We get an extra game Monday, and I believe this is going to be on CBS, which is free TV. And then Monday night, you got the Los Angeles Chargers are playing the New Orleans Saints at 8.15. So you got a doubleheader Monday, right? And by the way, that Minnesota Vikings-Seattle Seahawks game is the Sunday night game of the week. And then now, because also because of COVID and Tennessee having 25 cases between their players and staff, 
they have moved the Buffalo Bills versus the Tennessee Titans to 7 o'clock on CBS Tuesday. So we have professional football on Sunday, Sunday night, Monday afternoon, Monday night, and also Tuesday evening. So if you're a football fan, you get to OD, for lack of a better word, on professional football. Now, this has been Doc, and this is Strange Talk with Doc. Like I said, I would love to hear your comments, your feedback, anything that you have to say. I do not, it does not matter. I appreciate your listenership. I appreciate you tuning in to me, whatever app you listen to me on. But I prefer if you do listen via TalkShoe that you would listen to me on another app. That would be highly appreciative, at least for me. And I'm going to tell you, like I tell you each and every time, people, I'll be back Monday with another show wrapping up the big sports news issues of the weekend. And I'm going to tell you, like I tell you always, people, peace to you and peace to yours. Keep your day.